Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey friends, how you doing? Welcome to the podcast. This is Heidi St. John. Today is Wednesday, February 13th. Today is Mom Strong International Day. It's the day that I go over the Bible study and what we've been studying as a group at Mom Strong International and kind of offer some insights and a little bit of teaching as well as a couple of cultural applications. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. thank you guys for leaving reviews for this podcast. It was really helping us to get the word out there about the Heidi St. John podcast. Thank you for leaving those reviews. I love to read them. We read them, every single one of them. My staff reads them. I read them. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for leaving those reviews. If you've not yet done that, you can do that simply by going to iTunes. Next to my picture, you will see a gear shift. Click on that. You can leave a rating review. You can star it or you can actually write a a review, which is even more helpful. So we really appreciate that. Uh, There was one that was posted just the other day that I wanted to read to you because it blessed me so much. It says, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for always encouraging me to dig deep into God's word. Whenever I feel like I haven't read the word consistently for a few days, I always remember your message about getting into the word because we need to be mom strong. Thank you for your truthful and honest podcast. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for leaving that review. It really helps us. Also, if you have not read Becoming Mom Strong, now is a great time to do it because do do do. I have a brand new book out. I have a brand new book. We haven't talked much about it because I'm so busy that I keep forgetting, Uh, but that book is called Bible Promises for Moms. You can order it right now on Amazon or any place the books are sold. It is only $3. It's a pocket guide and it covers all different kinds of situations and circumstances that we find ourselves in in this life, and it points you back to Jesus. The reason it's only $3 is because we're hoping you're going to buy them 10 at a time and give them to your friends. It's a wonderful way to encourage a mother to stay in the Word of God and be encouraged by it. Speaking of staying in the Word of God and being encouraged by it, uh, I am going to be talking to you today about Mom Strong International's Bible study. We're going to go through just a little bit of it. I'm going to hit on some on some pieces I don't want you to miss. But this month's study is called Unconditional. Unconditional, a love for the ages. We're talking about the beautiful, wonderful, spectacular, loving God that we serve, and he cares about you. And in the culture right now, we have largely forgotten, I think, how loved we are. Did you know that when you know who made you and that you were made on purpose with a purpose and that you were loved, the Bible says you were loved before you took a single breath. God loves you. And so we want to study what that love looks like so that we can turn around and love like Jesus did. And when we catch a glimpse of true love, and here I'm talking about a relationship that's deep and abiding and pure, we can recognize there's something special there, right? That love shows itself with an ability to communicate across a crowded room, 
a visible camaraderie and ease in one another's presence, we see those pieces and we smile, right? Our relationship with the Lord is very similar to a marriage in its development. In fact, marriage is designed to be God's representation of Christ and his bride, the church. Did you guys know that? It's true. The fact that marriage represents Jesus and his church is why it's so culturally critical that marriage is defined biblically between one man and one woman. It's a covenant example of Jesus and his church. This is also why marriage is under such attack in the culture right now, because it's God's creation. I was listening to my pastor last week, Jeremy Carmichael. Jay and I attend a church uh, in Camas called Radiant, and we were there last weekend and Jeremy was talking about the enmity that Satan has for God, right? Because the battle, the Bible says in Ephesians that we are in a spiritual battle, that our weapons are not the weapons of this world, but they're weapons of spiritual warfare. And we're really in the middle of a cosmic battle between Satan and God. Satan hates God. And by, and by virtue of the fact that God loves us, right? We know that in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loves you. He loves you. God's love for this world knows no limits. I love the song, uh, the overwhelming, um, never-ending, reckless love of God. I've heard people comment and say, oh, you shouldn't say that it's reckless because God never does anything recklessly. Listen, I think you're misunderstanding what the song is. He's saying from a human standpoint, God's love to us is reckless. Who would Who would love someone that much? to send his son to die a cruel and horrible death on a cross. But God loves us that much. From a human standpoint, it is overwhelming and it, and it does appear reckless. And God's love for us is that way. And, and the enemy, Satan, knows how much God loves human beings. And so by virtue of the fact that God loves you, he hates you. How do you wound a parent? What's the best way to wound a parent? It's to, it's to wound their child, right? And it's true. And so this this attack against human sexuality, the transgender movement, the attack against marriage uh, by people saying that marriage can be anything. It can be two men or two women. No, God has defined marriage. He created it to be a covenant example of Jesus and the church. And so it's critical for believers to fight for marriages that are a good representation of this covenant, right? So that unbelievers will see our marriages and go, man, they're different. I wonder why. I wonder what's holding those guys together. I'm always telling parents, I don't know how people homeschool apart from Jesus. <laughs> right? Do you guys ever feel that way? Because it's the Lord that gives us that unconditional love. It's God that equips us. It's God that holds us together. And it's the Lord who we represent. And so we want to represent him well. And I think sometimes our automatic go-to for loving God is this interacting with the world in ways that that are pleasing to him, right? And that interaction is good because it brings him glory. We want to bring God glory. Everything that we do should be to bring him glory. I've been studying the prayer that Jesus prayed in John chapter 17 recently. And I love just to hear Jesus as he pours out his heart to the Father. Jesus was modeling what it looked like to talk to God. And one of the things he said to God was, help my life bring you glory. Let everything I do point people back to you so they recognize that you are here for their salvation, that you love them. And Jesus also modeled the love between human beings. He modeled love in many situations during his time on earth. And the highest declaration 
of that love was modeled when he carried our sin to the cross and provided us a way into relationship with the Holy God. What an incredible sacrifice. So what do we do to show God that we love him? What lifts our eyes to the Lord? I want you to think with me for just a minute. How did you fall in deep abiding love with someone in your life? I can remember falling in love with my husband. I have a few treasured friends in my life that have a story all their own. I remember the love I had for my grandparents. And the things that give those relationships depth have similarities. And there are similarities that we can pull from our earthly relationships as we learn how to develop a love relationship with a triune God. For example, in Digging Deeper this week, we're going to see our ability to understand the Word of God is supernaturally linked to prayer and the Holy Spirit conversation that happens between ourselves and God. So I'm going to list a couple of ways that you can actively love the Lord. And then I'm going to transition for just a few minutes to talking about prayer and the Holy Spirit. This is the Digging Deeper section of the MomStrong International Bible Study. So these are wonderful group Bible studies, by the way. You can apply to get a group license for your church. We're going to take you every single week to the Word of God. I've told you before that my passion is to see you grow in right relationship with God, to see you find the voice that God has um, destined for you to have since before you took a breath on this earth. So check it out. You're going to go deeper with me at momstronginternational.com because today I only really have time to just pick out a few highlights from this wonderful study that we are doing about the unconditional love of God and how we can love other people. So a couple of ways we can actively love God. The first one is just to get to know him. Learn what matters to him. This is why I love studying that prayer in John 17. We learn how to pray. One of the best ways to learn how to pray is to see, well, how did Jesus do it? And one of the best ways to learn how to love people is to to look and see how did Jesus do it? So we want to study his priorities. Last month, we did that in Finding Balance and Breathe. That's a great place to start. If you haven't downloaded that study yet, I want to encourage you to do it. And then I want you to, to pour over everything he says. Read it again and again. Remember letters that we used to get? You guys remember this long time ago we used to pass notes? I kind of miss that. (laughs) I miss passing notes. Now we just text each other. Notes are better. That's just my personal opinion. I think they're better. People ask me, you know, what, what do you like better? Something that you get in the mail or something that you get via email? And for me, I am a, a stamp and paper girl. Snail mail is my personal fave. You can send me mail anytime. I love it. I love your pictures. I love to hear from you. In fact, at the end of this podcast, uh, I'll put out the address for Firmly Planted Family again. Another way that you can show God you love him is to take the written words that he's given you in his word, the Bible, and then live them out. You guys heard me talk about this last week. This is one of the heart cries of my life is to encourage you. God doesn't want to be an accessory to your life. He wants to be your life. He wants to be your life. Now, we know that Jesus loves people and desires that that we love those people, right? You know, the ones that we don't want to love, the ones that make it really hard to love them, those ones. We love him when we love them. Did you know that? So loving people quietly in the name of God enables us to love without resentment. Because we've looked in the mirror and we've realized we are also unlovable, right? And God loved us. The Bible says, while we were still sinners, he died for us. While we were still shaking our fist, angry at God, 
he sent his son and died for us. The next thing we want to do is make ourselves available every morning for God to direct our paths. All right. So when our plans become God's plans, we walk in step with him. And sometimes this is hard. How many of you guys have ever made plans for your day and you've been like, well, that didn't work out, (laughs) right? And you're frustrated and God's saying, walk with me, walk with me. Sometimes it's stretching. Sometimes it leaves us feeling a little bit out of control, but it's okay, you guys, to do a hard thing if we're doing it hand in hand with the ruler of the universe. That's when you know that you're walking in step with the Lord. People sometimes ask me about all the things that our family is involved in. So we've started um, this full-time ministry here in Vancouver for homeschooling families called the the Family Planet Homeschool Resource Center. And it's a full-time job, not gonna lie. (laughs) But God's given us a supernatural grace to do it. God gives us grace to do what he calls us and what he asks us to do. So men and women, when you get up in the morning, come before the Lord. Something we've been doing with our children this year is reading through the Bible. So we're, we're writing through the Bible using the scripture writing that I've been doing for a long time. And this year we added an extra component to it. Just on you version, we downloaded Bible in a year. And as often as we can, we try to do it every day, but sometimes uh, sometimes it, for whatever reason, doesn't work out. But we, as often as we can, uh, we give each one of our children a passage of scripture to read. And we're reading through God's word together. And listen, men and women, there's power in the word of God. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in your prayers, not because of your prayers, but because of the one you're praying to. That's where the power is. And so we want to be sure that we start our day off by saying, Father, direct my path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So I want to encourage you, start your day off in the word of God. Uh, There's several things that we're studying this week at MomStrong International. I don't have time to go through. One of them is the disciplinary nature of God, that God disciplines us. Women, men, he does discipline us. But why? Because he loves us. Imagine for a minute what would happen if we let our kids completely rule themselves, completely up to their own desires and their own designs for six months. Does that make you feel nervous? Because it makes me feel nervous. And I talked about this last Friday, right? A large part of what's wrong in the schools right now is we've got a generation of children whose parents refuse to discipline them. And a school system who said, yeah, we're not going to do it either. And so we have a whole bunch of undisciplined kids. We need to be disciplined. God disciplines us because he loves us. You guys, you are God's delight. He delights in you. The king of the world delights in you. So if if your reflexive response to that is to think that's not possible, and you see God as this disciplinary, uh, unfeeling, uncaring, detached, pie-in-the-sky God, you don't know him. Tell the enemy, stop lying to me. And ask the Lord to give you his eyes to see you the way he sees you. He'll do it. He's good like that. Last week, we introduced some different approaches to Bible study. And this week, I want to talk about the supernatural components of Bible reading. Now, you guys know I'm passionate about this. I've been doing the scripture writing challenge for several years over at HeidiStJohn.com. And we, we, when we opened MomStrong International, when we began that ministry, we transferred all those things over there 
but it's important for you to be used to reading the word. That's part of the reason why we read it with our children. I want to encourage you to do the same thing. Even if you have little children, you can read God's word to them. You can get a children's Bible and you can just read to them. Saturate your children in the word of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 7 and then 13 to 14, this is what it says in the ESV. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God which God decreed before the ages for our glory. And we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he's not able to understand because they are spiritually discerned. So the Holy Spirit, according to the Bible, plays a huge role in our Bible study in our interpretation of scripture. And if, you, if you're not sure about that, I wanna encourage you, look up 2 Corinthians 3 and 4. Well, that's a great place to start. And then research them. Find out other passages. Look and see what God's heart is in your study of the word of God. You see, we can't understand or cherish God's word without God's spirit that opens our minds and our hearts. This was God's prayer for the Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter one, verses 16 to 18, he said, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Isn't that beautiful? John Owen says, those who are under the power of their natural darkness and blindness cannot see or discern the divine excellency of scripture without an apprehension whereof no man can believe it a right to be the word of God. In other words, we need spiritual LASIK if we're gonna see God's word for what it is. We need the Holy Spirit. So where does this leave us? Are we hopelessly doomed to exchange the truth of God for a lie like Romans says in chapter one, verse 25? No, not if our God of mercy has anything to say about it. God says he's going to help you. Whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. That's from 2 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. See, the freedom that we read about there is a freedom of seeing and understanding and cherishing the word of God. That's why I talk about God's word all the time. The Bible says it's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And when we read the word, the spirit drives it deep into our hearts. If it doesn't sink into our hearts, it's nothing more than head knowledge. Have you guys ever met a person who has a lot of head knowledge, maybe even a Christian or someone who claims to be a Christian and they got a lot of head knowledge, but it never really goes deep into their heart, right? If you want the the word of God to sink deep into your heart, then prayer needs to saturate your Bible study. So when you approach the word with a sense of deep dependence on the Lord and you recognize it's the Lord and the spirit who opens your eyes, that's when we see him and that's when we know him. So pray before, during, and after your time in the word. Pray for illumination before you even open the pages. And as you're reading, take your questions to the Lord before you take them to your small group. All right? Don't close the Bible and pray your list of requests, but rather thank God for his word and pray that the truths that you saw in scripture would make themselves known, that they would be, that they would be a part of your everyday life. God's heart for you is that you would know his word and study it and apply it. Here at MomStrong International, we are passionate about helping you get the word of God into your head and 
into your kids' heads. Be intentional here. Men and women, listen, scripture is life and breath. Copy it together, memorize it together. Talk about God's opinions on matters throughout your whole day. You guys, your relationship with Jesus is not your thing and maybe your kids are gonna choose it some way. That's not what we want. We wanna be transparent and vulnerable in our walk with the Lord. Let your kids see that you love him out loud. Let them see you crying on the couch, needing him. Let them hear your testimony of how he's walked with you through something hard. Right? Being being mom strong, being dad strong is letting your kids see how much you desperately need Jesus and how he gloriously meets and answers your needs. I hope you guys have been encouraged by what's happening here at MomStrong International. I am so encouraged to see so many of you signing up to study the Bible with us. You can apply to be a leader at MomStrongInternational.com and start your own MomStrong International group. It's also a fantastic way to support the ministry. We would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us via mail at 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 986. Eight, two. Father, we come before you right now and we, we just want to admit that some days we feel so in love with you and some days our flesh rears its ugly head and we're back in the weeds of disobedience. Lord, would you help us? Help us yield our pride. We want to be in love with you. We want to love you with a joyful abandon. Father, help us to show it to our children. Holy Spirit, bring surrender in me. Teach us, Father, to be humble, whatever it takes. Lord, we pray for our nation right now. We lift our president before you. Father, we, we, we lift the wickedness that's around us in the culture before you, and we say, we are your children. Ambassadors for you, Father, help us to study your word, a workman that does not need to be ashamed, but who can rightly divide the word of truth. Thank you, Father, for being here during this podcast. Be with us as we go about our day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you're encouraged. For more information on MomStrong International or to sign up, just visit us, momstronginternational.com. Have a great day, and I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.